Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavour. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. There is a story for everyone here, because every story matters. Welcome everyone to the Storybox. This is the place to be if you are a lover of stories, learning new and interesting things, and if you want to grow abundantly. My name is Jay Phantom, and I believe it's my purpose to help you realize your worth and become the greatest and best version of you possible. I am grateful that you're here today. Now let's journey into the Storybox together and hear more about whose story will be unboxed today. Hey, my friends, welcome back to another episode of the Storybox. Glad that you guys are here today. How many of you actually like the show Supernatural? And you know all the characters in the show, especially the actors that play those characters. Well, my guest today is none other than the woman who played Ruby on the show, Genevieve or Jen Padalecki. And if you recognize the last name, she is the wife of Jared Padalecki, who is quite well known in that show, Supernatural, as well as Walker, which is the reboot um, for the other, uh, I believe it was Chuck Norris's show, Walker, the Texas Ranger. So my friends, who is Jen more specifically? She is uh, a daughter, sister, mother, and wife. She's a book nerd, which we kind of geeked out together about the fact that she has an amazing bookshelf behind her. So go and watch the YouTube video to go and see that. She's also a nature lover, traveler, adventure seeker, activist, actress, and aspiring urban homesteader. She has two dogs, 14 chickens, and a hive of honeybees. Last year, she launched Sonoma by Now and Jen. She collaborated closely with the billion-dollar private brand Coles. Uh, within the company, the limited collection and collaboration with Now and Jen offer beautiful and classic fashions for women of all sizes at affordable price. Uh, whether you are a mum on the go or a working professional, the line smartly offers versatile styles that are functionable and can easily transition from day to night. I personally uh, believe that you guys are going to love Jen, her personality, her just charm, humor, the whole bit. So please, if you do get something from it, share it around to all your friends and family that everyone know about this one. If you are a fan of Supernatural, even better. I think you guys are going to love this conversation. Nonetheless, before you go, don't forget to leave a rating and review over on Apple Podcast, and you can go and watch the full video now over on YouTube or in the show notes below. Don't forget to subscribe as well if you enjoy the show and want to listen to more. So my friends, if you have been following along and you've been seeing how I've been putting out 
four episodes a week. We are actually scaling it back to three episodes a week now. Who knows? Maybe later on down the track, I might start doing four again. But I uh, appreciate your grace on that one. Anyway, loads more exciting episodes coming up. Great stories. So you guys know what time it is. It is time to walk into the story box today and get pumped, get excited, because we're going to listen to the amazing story of none other than Jen Padalecki. Thank you so much. I, I've just, I've really been looking forward to chatting with you. And I'm just so honored to be sitting here and, and chatting and catching up. The feeling is is really mutual. Like <laughs> I couldn't believe it when uh, I got told that I'd be getting to speak to you today. <laughs> so which yeah. is which is awesome. Um, I'm really excited to dive into your story in just a moment. But before we do that, I normally ask all my guests at the very very start one particular question. I think you might like, which is, what does success look like for you? Gosh, that's such a great and loaded question. Um, you know, I think when I first, when I was, it, it, first of all, let me preface by saying, it, I think it changes as I get older. I think when I was younger, success meant, you know, being financially secure and having a roof over my head and, you know, the success of being able to be a working actor. And now where I'm at in my life, my success is if my kids are happy and all the feet are under the kitchen table and my husband's feeling good and, we can all look at each other and support each other and feel like we are in sync. That to me is success. Why do you think it's changed for you over time? I think because when I was in my 20s, I didn't really look at having a family as a goal, which I think like, what was that about? And I think it was more my defiance, if anything else. My mom was a really young mom. She was 20 when she had me and she had four kids before she was 30. And I had my first kid at 31. And, you know, so I, I think for me, I was like, I'm going to be independent. I'm going to make my mark in this world and not realizing how hard her job was. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I just, I don't think I was mature enough at that age to really understand what motherhood and being a parent really, you know, how challenging it is and, and such. And so I think, um, as I met my husband and really understood for me, what, how hard it is to have a functioning and healthy relationship with someone with a partner and have kids on top of that. Um, and to have that thrive, that's success for me. And I think I just didn't understand the depths of that when I was a lot younger. So was it because of you meeting Jared that sort of changed your perspective of actually having kids one day and then seeing that as really being successful? Yeah, for me, it did. Um, I think I was just so taken off guard by the, the, the man in front of me, you know, the person in front of me, it wasn't like, it, it was a wham, bam, thank you, man, kind of relationship. We met, fell in love really hard, got engaged a year later, got married four months later, had a kid, got pregnant a year later. Like it all happened so quickly. But with that, there were lots of ups and lots of downs and lots of challenges. And I don't, I think it, if it had all come easy, maybe I wouldn't be looking at it as like, wow, this is successful. I think it's because we've been through the highs and the lows that I can go, wow, when we are all thriving and doing really well and communicating well and all these feet are under the table and we're having this moment together, like that to me is just 
yeah, that's success. And mm. it's, it's wild. Mm. What have been some of the, the low points for you in, in your life? And we're going to um, go deep straight away. Or, or like it just in general throughout my life. Some of the, or, some of the ones that have challenged you a lot, like your perspective on life, your relationships, those sorts of things, some big challenges that sort of stand out to you. Yeah. You know, I think, I think what's challenging is a commitment in a relationship and, and going through these moments where you're like, I am not seeing eye to eye with you right now. And I love you. I really don't like you, but I, I love you. And honoring that commitment and working through that commitment to get back in sync. Um, it was those moments for me were very, very challenging because I'm very stubborn and headstrong. Um, and there are times where I didn't want to acknowledge that maybe I'm incorrect or I'm wrong or the way that my partner's seeing things um, isn't incorrect. It's his version. It's and in his reality and his perspective, which is as valid and important as my own. So I think honoring that commitment and, and pushing through to get to the end goal, which is to have a flourishing and thriving relationship. Mm. Um, it was really, it's very, it, marriage is work and it's challenging, but it is the most rewarding for me. It's been incredibly rewarding to get through it and go through this life together with someone, especially parenting and co-parenting with someone else. Cause mm. you know, having kids certainly, adds a lot of stress. <laughs> so I can imagine I'm only 24 and I I don't have kids yet. <laughs> so you have a lot of time. So I've got I got plenty of time um, yeah. which I want to sort of keep <laughs> as much as possible. Yeah. But when you first had kids, like was it what was some of the things that they taught you very early on as opposed to what they're teaching you now? Um you know, what's so funny is that I, I realized on one hand, how nothing changes. Mm. I thought on one hand, I would have to give up so much to be a parent and change a lot about my life, but I didn't, I was still the same person and I was still the gen I was before kids in a weird way. I, I still had a lot of the same viewpoints and I still liked the same things. And I think once I had my first son, I thought, oh my gosh, my whole perspective is going to change. My life's going to change. And it does. You can't just leave the house whenever you want and do those things. You know, you have to like supplement and figure out like, oh, I need a sitter and that kind of stuff. But um, at my core, my value system was still the same. And that was something I found really shocking after having having children um it's it's been it's it's wild it's so funny mm. what um my my question for you is what do you think makes a good mom or a great mom in your you opinion? know um and that's changed too i think um in the beginning with my first son i think i thought it meant sacrificing a lot and I've learned because with multiple, having more multiple kids, um, 
there's only so much of yourself that you can sacrifice. And now where I'm at in the stage in life, what I think makes a successful parent is a parent that honestly puts on their oxygen mask first and honors their needs first, which isn't something I thought of going into parenting. Um, But I really feel strongly that you have to honor your own needs and what you need and your own time and quiet and the things that really feed you as a parent in order to be present and and a good parent. So what do you do in order to sort of unwind and get yourself away from the the chaos of being a mom sometimes? (laughs) Well, and you know, it look, that looks differently certainly from when I first started having kids and before kids to now, because now you know, unwinding means maybe I'm hiding in my closet with a glass of wine (laughs) and, um, you know, but it's finding that time. Um, and, and on a weekly basis that changes because some days I, I'm more of a recluse and more of an introvert. So most of the time it means like reading and locking myself in a room and just maybe watching TV even it sounds so silly, but just having that luxury to just say like, you know, I just, I want to watch some crappy TV show for a minute by myself or um, have a dinner date with a girlfriend so I can download and unwind. Um, And, and it, it doesn't happen every day, but I try to find something every day that I can do for myself, whether that's like working out, which I need. And I do very often because I need that release or it's just finding, you know, 30 minutes to just sit and listen to music or something and just, enjoy it enjoy the quiet i think i'm I'm much the same i'm actually an introvert even though i probably don't look or act like one <laughs> right now <laughs> but I, I have the same moments when sometimes i to be honest with you i don't want to talk to anyone i just want to be by myself and to be honest with you i get up at 4 a.m in the morning and i spend about two hours by myself like my time to just be by myself really and unwind and and really get myself prepared for the day and I notice that if I don't do that like my whole day is messed up like it it suffers as a result and I sort of have to like take myself out of the the negative space that I think I'm in and put myself in the present moment and say hey it's it's going to be okay at the end of the day like Mm -hmm. nothing is going to be so bad that you can't really but it's not going to be okay in the end. And I think that um, I, I've always admired parents that are able to do it, like with kids, uh, their, their husband as well. And, yeah, I, I just I'm trying to learn as much as I can from parents like yourself that, you know, people seem to think that like on social media that is you must have it all together. But then the trick is you don't really. <laughs> No, you don't. And the tough thing about social media too, is that usually when you're having those like tough moments, you don't really want to share them too. Like I'm having a terrible day and I I just don't want to talk to anybody. I don't want anyone to know. I just want to be alone. So that's so hard because often we see like the, the positive or the good side, you know, of people and there's always the other, the flip side. Um, but it's so amazing at such a young age or able to know that about yourself. It took me a really long time to know that even my husband, I don't want to speak for him, but it wasn't until kind of recently that he started getting up really early in the morning to have that time to himself to prepare for the day. Mm. Yeah. I mean, 
trust me when I say this, like it is, it has been one heck of a journey for, for me to actually get to that point, but I'm grateful that I went through it. I mean, mm-hmm. getting up at 4am, people might think that's crazy and it's not for everyone. I know that. Uh, I went on a journey to discover that for myself. It was a painful one. Ended up in hospital for nine days as a result of something that I did. No one else did it. And then towards the end of, of my stay in hospital, I spent some time getting up early and watching the sunrise. And so my philosophy in, in life now is that if I can beat the sun that is constant, then no matter what comes my way during the day, I can beat that too. And it's like this beautiful poetic moment of, okay, it's a new day. I'm waiting for the sun to rise, getting at being able to be something that is every single day it's, it's rising. If, if I put into practice that habit for myself, then I'm setting myself up for a great day. Uh, no matter what challenge comes in my, in my path, I'm more than more than prepared now because I've, set myself up for it, you know? So that's the way I see it. <laughs> but it took a lot of challenges to get there in the first place. Yeah, so, for sure. That's, um, um... I'm, I'm curious for you, Jen, like um, how did you, for example, I'm curious about this story. How in the world did you meet Jared? Like what's the story behind that? <laughs> well, we met when I was cast on Supernatural. Uh, I admittedly didn't know a whole lot about the show at the time I had just come off another show called wildfire and I didn't have a lot of time to watch TV. And so I didn't know a ton about supernatural. Um, and so I kind of was like thrown into it and I'm sitting in the makeup chair and, um, I had just met Jensen. He was doing some scenes season four for those who watch the show. Like he's like buried underground. And I think the first time I met him, he's like buried underground and he stands up and he introduces himself. And I went, Holy moly, that's a very tall actor. Cause he's like six, one. And normally actors are like five, eight, five, nine, you know, and I'm short, I'm five, four. And so I was like, wow, that's a tall, that's a tall guy. And, um, And then I go back to my wardrobe fitting or my trailer and put on my wardrobe and they changed my wardrobe on me. And they, instead of the wardrobe that we had tried on, instead I was in my underwear. And I remember thinking like, oh shit, (laughs) like, okay, like I can do this. And so I'm like revving myself up to face my day and I'm nervous as all hell. And Mm -hmm. when I get nervous, I sort of act tough. (laughs) And, and, and I, I get a little tongue tied. And so I'm, I'm sitting in a makeup chair and here comes this, like, I refer to Jared, like when we first met as this like puppy golden retriever, because he kind of just stumbles in, he had a wad of candy in his mouth and his hand. And he's like, happy as can be that like, he's just here to work and hang out. And he's like, Hey, I'm Jared. And I'm like, hi, you know? And, um, and he was so nice and goofy and I'm just like sweating because I'm in this t- this outfit and I just meet this person for the first time and I'm like I'm really uncomfortable so he's like trying to start conversation with me and I'm not giving him anything and it's more because like I'm nervous to be here and you know meet him and I, I don't I'm not here to flirt I'm here to work and why are you talking to me and not that he was flirting at all he was just being a nice person so he's asking me questions like so where are you from 
and I, I have a complicated upbringing to say the least. And we moved around a lot. And so rather than getting into it, I was like, I'm from all over. <laughs> and so to this day, he loves to tell a story about like what a bitch I was because I said I'm from all over. But the reality is I just was like so nervous and I just I didn't want to like vomit my life story on him. So I just was like trying to. <laughs> be- no, it, it wasn't love at first sight. It was for, I don't know. No, I mean, I, yes and no. I mean, I certainly was attracted to him. I thought he was like super sweet, but I had read that he had a girlfriend and I was like, I'm here to work. And, and then we became really good friends is what happened. And, um, the funny thing or the frustrating thing for me about Jared is that he is so funny and so nice and easygoing but he doesn't show off ever about how smart he is. Like he is insanely smart. And so the more I got to know him, the more I was like, tell me about this, tell me about this and picking his brain. Like he's some encyclopedia or something. Cause he just like soaks everything up. It's so annoying. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it really was like a four month courtship of friendship for a long time of just, you know, talking books and life and travel and, friends and experiences and so we really got to know each other in a really organic mm. way and but I will say the first date was it and we've never looked back that's usually how the best relationships start <laughs> isn't it like you have to have that organic friendship build over time um yeah. I'm curious about this is a two-part question first one is what do you love the most about Jared and then tying into that what do you love the most about yourself? Oh, that's a good one. Um, I, there are a lot of things I love about Jared. Uh, there are a lot of things that frustrate me about Jared, but there are a lot of things. The thing I really love about him is his ability to like, uh, it takes him a minute, but like, he's really good at seeing the macro Mm -hmm. and going like in the, sometimes in the moment, I think he gets caught up with like the details of things. He's super detail oriented and can get tripped up, I think. But, and so sometimes that's frustrating to him for him. And I think being around him, but he is so good overall at seeing the macro of, of things and where this is going or, you know, especially with work um, and in relationships, you know, even if we're like in a moment, we're frustrated and, you know, having a a bout about something, usually a day or two later we'll go by and it's like, we'll quickly like look at the macro and and, uh, in the picture, you know, the big picture stuff and work through things pretty well. Um, He's incredibly, uh, he's incredibly kind as well Mm. um and there are a lot of things about me that frustrates the hell out of me um but what like what like what um i think for me what's challenging is that like i can be very stubborn and i it's like i equate work sometimes with being better not better but but like if I can just work, like I'll just work through it. I'll work, 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 work. Mm. And sometimes not see how that's detrimental to relationships or friendships or 
family time. Um, and I don't think that's one of my greatest qualities. Um, but, and I, and I also have a hard time in the moment, um, sort of confronting a situation, which I'm getting a lot better at, but I will say that's something that I am working on is in the moment, sometimes I just want it to be okay. And the reality is it will be even better if I say, Hey, that's not okay. Let's move through it. As opposed to like, no, no, it's fine. And then it builds and builds. And suddenly it's like, it's, it's worse. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's definitely something that is not a quality I love about myself. Um, but I will say I'm incredibly patient. (laughs) I'm a very patient person. Um, I think that's probably my best quality. And then you're also very kind as well. You have on on your Instagram handle as well, uh, be kind in in that effect. And I think, you know, just giving up your time to be here today, that is kindness. Speaking to me, opening up the way that you are, that is kindness. It's being kind to me and to the audience and saying, hey, it's okay to stuff up. It's okay to go through challenges. You know, you're human that's part of being kind. It's, it's, um, showing people, it's showing up, um, for everybody. And I think that's, that's what's sadly missing in the world is more kindness. I think we just, I don't know, I'm still trying to work out. I'm still trying to be more kind myself, but then trying to figure out, okay, with the limited time that I do have, or even the limited time that you have, Jen, it's like, what can I do? to show kindness to others, you know, like it's always a, it's a curious thing for me that I'm still trying to, I'm still learning. <laughs> Every- well, what you're doing and talking to people and, you know, having this conversation so other people can listen. It's not just for your benefit. It's for a lot of people's benefits and, and to talk about things that aren't gossipy and salacious, but things that are meaningful and helpful to people. And I'm really grateful to be here because I don't talk about a lot of these things and I was brought up not to talk about a lot of um, things like this of this nature because you don't want to give your cards away. You don't, you want to put on a certain face and I don't think that's really helpful anymore (laughs) for people. And especially in this day and age of social media, it's either you can go the route of the perfectionism, which I've I am a perfectionist, which is also a flaw of mine and trying to let go of that. (laughs) Right. I mean, it's so hard. Um, and I really want to be better about saying like, well, shit, like I know that like, for instance, my husband and I, we talk all the time about how we love and support each other, which we do. I would do anything to support him. And I know he would do anything to support me, but I think it's unfair to say like, yeah, we have a perfect marriage. That's a bunch of BS. And it sets people up for failure if they think that that's how we operate or people operate or that I'm happy all the time or kind all the time. I have moments. We all have moments. And I, I think those are things that we should, you know, acknowledge and, and it's, it's honestly something that's held me back in so many ways. I I just, I launched, you touched upon town a bit in the intro and this company that I launched stands for take only what we need. And it's about sustainability in its essence without really nailing, you know, people over the head with sustainability, but, um, I'm not the most sustainable person. 
And I was terrified to talk about it and launch it. And I was being such a perfectionist about it. And the reality is, is I care deeply about these things. I'm not the best. I'm not the greatest. I'm not number one. I'm probably not even the top third. I try so hard. And I think that's part of this journey and why I want to talk about it. But it took me a long time to launch. I mean, we were at it for a long time before launching it because I was so nervous that people would see right through me. And then I finally went, you know what? I have to be honest. Like, this is the reason that I'm doing it is because I care and I will make sure that I find these things out and then I will start acting upon it. And this is a journey. It's not the destination. So I think that's why it's important to have all these kinds of conversations. I think people in the world are longing for that authentic connection, that vulnerability that they can feel like, hey, once again, we are human beings and doesn't matter if you're a famous actor, you're a celebrity, we can all come together and unite under this one banner of your story matters. And mm-hmm. I think that's what people are longing for. And the sustainability thing that you mentioned, I think is 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 important because I'm not sustainable <laughs> at all. Like <laughs> it's it's a real struggle for me, you know, like and yeah, I'm I'm always being mindful of that. Okay, what can I do to help not just people, but the world that we are living in? being a good steward and being teachable at the same time and learning from people that know more than what I do. (laughs) So that's how we learn and get better is having those conversations and not being afraid to say, I don't understand that. Can you help me? Like, why, why are you doing that? Mm. And talking to people that you don't even relate to or people that you do the opposite of, but understanding where they're coming from reinforces your own set of values as well and helps you understand someone else. hundred percent. You said it, you said it perfectly there. Like, um, and, and speaking about your new company town, I love the, the acronym that you created for it. It's with a, a two W's. Um, why, like my, my, my thought process around this is what have you learned about starting this business? Uh, and, and what do you think, uh, you hope people really, to benefit from, from joining this, this company? Um, I mean, I've learned a heck of a lot from this business and starting a business. One, that it's okay to not know what you're doing. <laughs> um, I think still I'm, I feel inadequate in a lot of ways. Like I expect myself to know how to do, you know, a whole spreadsheet and, you know, understand the whole business acumen that I, that I expect myself to know, which I have no idea. And that's, and that's okay. And I have to be more forgiving. And I think that if you're passionate enough about something that, you know, like when there's a will, there's a way, and I really want to explore this journey and understand sustainability. And I was just so disheartened with the extremes of it all. And I don't know if you feel like this in Australia, but it's everything is so politicized here and it's red and blue and black and white. And, and it's, it's like, we're, we live in the middle. We live in the asterisks. We live in this nebulous, like it's nothing like that. And I, I take from both sides and I don't like being labeled, but the one thing I do care about is how do I be more sustainable in this space? And how do I bridge a gap and talk to a community and build a community? And that to me is, is so important. And it's not about 
being a vegan and it's not about hunting and it's it's about finding that space that makes sense to each person um because what sustainable means to you is very different than what it means to me and that's still small steps incremental steps that we can take and if we have enough people taking these steps then we can make a difference and that's all going to look differently for everybody and so i just um for me building that brand and that business it it really meant having lots of conversations with people. Also, you know, my business partners right now are people that I completely trust. Um, I am not great at being like the head honcho and going, you do this, you do this, you do this. I'm great at, you know, um, at, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like delegating. Mm. Uh, but I'm really good at being a teammate. And so for me, it meant surrounding myself with a really good team I could trust and rely on to help me, you know, and we all have our, you know, our lanes and kind of come together. But for me, it just meant like finding the right team and building that team out and having lots of conversations. And like you said, you know, having these conversations with other people to help me understand this journey, help us understand, and then relate it to other people and, and uh, build that community up. Wow. I love, I love it. <laughs> it's so cool. I think it's going to go, I think it's going to go wild to be honest with you, because this is what, this is what the world needs. Uh, and you know, I think Australia needs it. I think America needs it. The whole world just in general. Um, Jen, this is my all time favorite question, uh, that I ask pretty much everyone at the end of our conversation. Um, it's a hypothetical one, but I want you to imagine with me for a moment that you've been able to reach the age of 100. All your friends and your family have decided to put together a film for you of everything you've ever said and everything you've ever done. Don't ask me how in the world they got it all. We'll call it magic for the sake of argument. But being able to get it and show it to you on your 100th birthday, what do you want that film to say and to show about your life? Oh, well, family is really important to me. So I want that film to show where I've come from, which it makes me cry, but my grandmother is just... I, I come from very strong women mm. and strong role models, both, I mean, both the women and the men in my family. And I want to show where I, where I started from with this strong foundation and how I, and this makes me cry, how I um, was able to go through highs and lows and use that to my benefit and grow out of that. And and to um, teach my children the same lessons that have been bestowed on me. And um, I don't know if I have like specifics in mind, but just like these milestones of these relationships. And if there's a way to, to show that visually, <laughs> it would be amazing. I didn't even really get into your past, like how you grew <laughs> up and, or even acting and everything like that. I just, I do want to ask you uh, one final question. Do you think that anything is missing in your life currently? Oh, um, no, I think I could probably take a couple things off my plate, to be honest. <laughs> As we all can. <laughs> right. Jen, where can people find you, connect with you, learn more about your work and everything like that? Uh, mainly my Instagram, which is Jen with the G. So it's G E N Padalecki. Um, and, uh, you can also follow along on town, which is T O W W N, which is about, you know, ways in which we can be more sustainable with ourselves and with the planet at large. 
I'm going to have to get you back on and and dive further further in. <laughs> but, <laughs> I would love it. But for a part two, but thank you so much, Jen, for thank coming you. on the Storybox podcast and sharing a little bit about your story today. Thank you. I so appreciate it. That was really mind-blowing. really don't like this part because it means that sadly we have come to an end of yet another story. I just want to say thank you to all of you for tuning in and listening to our guests today. It is my prayer that you would have felt inspired, motivated, challenged in some way, and that you would have learned something new as well. If you would like to hear more amazing stories like this one, you can do so now by searching up the story box on all podcast platforms. It is that easy. And if you did get something from today's guest, please do share it around with your friend or family member who you feel could benefit from hearing today's story. And before you go, I greatly appreciate it if you could spend 30 seconds leaving a rating review over on Apple Podcasts. It goes a long way to reaching more people and building this community of the Storybox. Let's start changing lives through powerful stories like this one you heard today. Your support is always greatly appreciated. Until next time, when we dive back into the story box, I'm Jay Phantom, and don't forget, your story is worth more than you know. I'll catch you then. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.